Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. My name is Michelle Trana. I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries. And if you're re-listening to this episode, you're going to notice some changes because I listened to the episode that I recorded yesterday and it was all messed up with like my voice kept cutting out. So I don't know what I was doing and I don't know what was happening with Audacity, but I'm recording right into Anchor today. So it's deep. It's within the platform. Hopefully it'll be good to go. I am breaking boundaries constantly when it comes to men that I like. And I was totally in my feelings yesterday. I'm still in my feelings today. I am sure that I will hopefully be over it by the end of the week. But um, I noticed a thing about myself with men that I, my manager pointed out yesterday, which I almost slapped him through the phone to say, I would never slap him, but I, he's like, you fall in love instantly. That's not true. I don't fall in love instantly. I get excited instantly. When I have a connection with somebody verbally, physically, emotionally, all three things align, I get very excited. And I should get excited, right, ladies? Like, we should get excited. And men love that we get excited for that. I mean, I think it would be, they would feel great about themselves and vice versa. The thing is, like, this person I, like, I have not met physically. We just kind of seen each other through Zoom and videos, whatever. I think at this point, it doesn't matter if somebody I'm connecting with emotionally, it's there. I want to meet you and then go from there. This person has slammed that down multiple times and I get it because we live far away, but I also don't get it. (laughs) But I have to accept that he is not budging on that and will never budge and that now I'm getting my feelings hurt by staying his friend. Um, you know, it's hard because we meet people at work all of the time that we end up connecting with. And sometimes these people are married or, oh, there goes my alarm again, because Michelle doesn't know how to turn off her phone when she's recording. Um, sometimes these people are married, they're, they've got commitment issues, or they're in weird relationships that they're trying to figure themselves out in, or they just don't want commitment. And I have met every single one of those men. And this man seemed available. I guess, but he's not, he lives far away. But then again, I started to think today after I've processed it, I'm like, but is he available? Because maybe if I were living in the same city as him, there'd still be an issue. Like that's what my gut is telling me. There would still be an issue. And that is why I have the tagline that I teach kids with special needs and I date men with special needs and listen to the next part who are allergic to my commitment pheromones. Um, And you know what? It's okay. I'll get an inhaler. Take the inhaler. Then we can date. Well, no, I'm just, you know, it's a new joke. I don't know if it's going to land, but it feels that way. It feels like no matter what I, I would probably have to bring to the table, this guy would still probably reject me like others have. Um, I get a vibe, you know, I just feel like it doesn't matter if we live far away. If someone connects with somebody, wouldn't you want to at least meet them and not sealant it, but that's not how he feels. And that's fine. So I agreed to try to keep the boundary up. And then when, you know, this friendship is emerging or whatever, I'm not going to lie. Like I can't be friends with somebody I emotionally connect with. I don't think any woman can. I don't think any man can. And I think that if you're repulsed by me physically, well, that's another story, but I don't think he's repulsed by me physically. Um, I don't know. Maybe he is. I, (laughs) I just think that I learned I can't be a friend to this person because I'm going to get my feelings hurt and I'm hurt right now. I'm not as angry as I was yesterday, but I am feeling sad again about somebody not 
realizing what's in front of them and looking around other places for it. Okay. I feel like if in the last couple of years I have given my emotional support, my emotional energy to the men that I've dated and they love that. That's why I think I date a lot of Latin men and not a lot, but a majority have been Latin. Um, uh, there's something about that fire and the charm and the sexy appeal. I, I've dated Italian guys too. Italian guys have a similar appeal too, but it's, I haven't actually met an Italian guy recently that I've been on fire about. Please, if anyone is listening to this, who is Italian? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter with your, you know, what your ethnicity is. I am very open to a diverse group of humans. Trust me. Um, okay. That's, <laughs> I, just have a, I have dated a lot of Latin men and they have this thing of like this way of, I feel like I, the, maybe I shouldn't say it's not Latin men. It's the man I've been able, been attracted to over the last couple of years, loves the energy I have emotionally because it feeds them. It feeds them in a way that makes them feel good and sexy and amazing and they want more of it. But when it comes to me attaching myself to them, they're like, well, we don't want it that much. We don't want everyone to see that you're on our arm. You know, we don't want to see the IV of your energy being drained from yourself into us. We just, we just, you know, you can stay in the back so no one can see you. You know, we'll put the pack of Michelle in the back so that no one could see you, but we still want you here. That's how it feels. Now, the last relationship I had, a guy just wanted to be my friend. The friendship was so important to him. And I fell in love with this person and we had an affair for a year and a half. Cut to me being alone at my father's funeral without a text message, a call, anything from the man that, that told me that I felt was in love with me and who was married. And I was an idiot for fucking doing this whole thing, but I don't want that kind of feeling to happen again. And I'm allowing myself to go down a road where people say, we don't want you, Michelle, but we'll take you this way. And I'm like, okay, maybe they'll change their mind. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. And I feel it. And I'm, I'm stopping it. The other night I was on the phone with him and I was enjoying the conversation so heavily and getting so excited like a moron. And then he just like hit me at the hour and a half point. I think it was almost an hour and a half. He just hit me with this line of like, he had a date today. And I just like froze. What am I doing? I'm beautiful. I'm smart, funny. I do a lot of shit that people normally don't do in their life, like taking risks and living different unconventionally. And I'm letting another man use me for something. I don't want to give up that easily. Now, I'm not saying he's doing this intentionally. I don't think he's an intentional user at all. I actually think that he's very similar to me from what I know, but I don't know him in depth to really know that. And I'm trusting too quickly and I'm, I'm having expectations and all that nonsense. And that's when it hit me. I was like, what are you doing, Trina? What are you doing? So I said something about it and I didn't blow up or anything. I wasn't like trying to act irrational, but I was like, you know, I don't know if I could like, this doesn't make me feel great to hear this. I said, there's a connection here. And now you're telling me about going on a date and he mentioned something about like how he has, we've never even met each other. What if, you know, what if I have six toes? And I thought it was, you know, a cute statement to make, but like, is the question for me is what if I lived in Los Angeles 
what if I lived, you lived in New Jersey, would there be another issue? And in back of my head, I'm thinking, yeah, there probably would be. Just a feeling I get. Um, and I, I said to myself, okay, this is it. Now, I don't even know if this guy is going to contact me again, because I think if I look back, I've been more of the initiator in a lot of the conversations because it's been a, it's been a like two month connect of work and then friendship or whatever, you know, and it's gotten, you know, it's a gray area and I can't do the gray area. If you want to work with me? Awesome. Let's, let's set aside time to work. If you want to get to know me, Besides being a friend, let's get to know each other. But I don't think he wants to do either. I think he wants this friendship, which I don't, that is not going to serve a purpose for me. It's going to make me feel bad about myself. And um, it's also going to distract me from what I'm doing, which is creating a TV series based on my life. And I'm at the basic level, beginner level of pre- of learning. I know theater. I've done theater my whole life. I am in it. I can do theater all day long, but film and television, you know, this is, this is my next chapter and I'm at beginner level and I'm going to work my way up to advanced where I'm in a position where people are asking me advice and I love feeding and fueling other people. Um, and I need to be uber focused. And if somebody in my life is not contributing, contributing to me in a way that's making me smile and not cry and some like cry in a way where I'm not good enough, I have to weed them out. And I'm not saying that because he's doing anything intentional. I don't think this guy is doing anything. I, I, I think he enjoys talking to me, which is part of the problem. I'm like, well, I don't understand this. You know, it's like the same thing with the, the former guys that are like, well, you, I feel the connection here. And then as soon as I leave, I feel you run away. And hide in a closet, like burying those feelings down because of whatever issues you have from your childhood, from your parents, from, you know, with one of the relationships, his wife, uh, I, you know, which is, you know, uh, dysfunctional. Like, I don't want that. I just want you to be there and, and be there the next day and be excited to talk to me and not have a, there's a, always a conflict. <laughs> so I am bummed. I don't want to stop talking to this person, but he doesn't really see it the same way. And he definitely isn't thinking about me as much as I'm thinking about him right now. Case in point, why I'm turning it into a podcast episode, because this contributes to my show and my business. And hopefully another person will listen to this and be like, I'm right there with her. I feel it. So what do we do? I make fun of it because to me, humor allows me to not be stressed out and allows me not to have anxiety and allows me to feel like I'm going to take something with this and make it mine. I love watching the divorce coaches and the divorce, you know, books and all this other stuff. Like that's about empowerment. I was watching some guy on uh, my Instagram. What's his name? I'm going to look it up right now. And like, I'm going to just play it. Why not? I'm going to play it right now on the microphone. This guy, oh God, why is my phone right? My, there's a, there's a, my doorbell's ringing. Hold on a second. All right. Well, my doorbell rang and I don't know if it's like the annual, uh, I think it's like an exterminator that comes annually for bugs in our house. Not that I have bugs in my house, but it's just like a routine thing you're supposed to get done. I don't know. So hopefully I won't get interrupted again, but that's okay. Um, that's part of the life. The Divorce Diaries podcast is an unfiltered version of my life. Some jokes, some real stories, and some in between stuff. Uh, I'd love to have guests on again too soon. Once uh, the pilot, which is shooting in June, is kind of wrapped, I'll start doing that as well. 
And maybe we'll have some audio from behind the scenes at Divorce Diaries pilot. Uh, anyway, I'm in my feelings. And of course, I'm waiting for him to text me and be like, hey, are you okay? I doubt that he's going to do that. But, you know, like part of me is like, he doesn't even care. <laughs> so the point is, I tried to break down a boundary. I tried to not break down a boundary. I tried to keep a boundary and it didn't work. And I have to make sure that I don't make the same mistake again, which was giving my energy to somebody who's never going to change their mind and um, focus on the energies that are giving back to me in the way that I want, because I don't think the guy is not giving me something back, but he doesn't look at me the way I'm looking at and feeling all this. Like I'm like an open gate of like, when they say that your, uh, what is it? Your, um, chakras are open. As soon as I meet someone that I connect with, I like floodgate open them. And I guess that's not a good thing, but I can't, I don't think I'm ever going to change. So onward and upward. And I hope you keep living your happily divorced afterlife and check out all divorce diaries, upcoming shows, our GoFundMe for the pilot. We need your help uh, to hit our, our goal, which is of 11K right now. We we got 20% of our 15K goal at Indiegogo. And now we got, you need another 11,000. Um, so all those costs go for production, cast, crew, marketing, and equipment. And we need your help. Um, if you can, it would be great. If not, just check it out. Keep checking out the content and keep uh, me in the loop of how you're doing and if you're enjoying the content. And again, live your happily divorced after. I'm Michelle Trainer. This is Divorce Diary Show.